This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. All right, wrapping up the show with one or two more questions. Darren asks, how do you guys feel like Wild Goose has been playing? Obviously, he's come in. Uh, the, the latest on William Jackson is that he denied that he's made a trade request, but all the reporting is out there. I'm going to say that he probably didn't go and ask anybody, but his agent did. Uh, that is probably <laughs> the most, most realistic uh, thing there. Uh, Ron Rivera said today, uh, again, Tuesday as we're recording this, that Jackson will continue to rehab his back. He was asked, hey, well, when he's healthy, is he going to play? And he's like, well, we'll see about that. So uh, the commanders, per, reported, per reporting, uh, are aware that he wants out, and they're going to try to accommodate that. So uh, we'll see. But in terms of Wild Goose, like his ability to come in and play impacts this decision massively because part of the reason Jackson continued to play outside was that was still their best three corners, was Jackson, yeah. Fuller, and, and St. Jude's inside. Now it's pretty clear they don't think that is the case anymore. And I'm guessing, based off your film study, that has a large uh, to do with Rashad Wild Goose's development. I think the biggest thing is that um, Benjamin St. Juice is just that much. He's been that. How do I word this? He has he's been, been better playing, than Jackson. Correct. He's been better than Jackson. Yeah. Right. And so that, and that, is, that gap is more significant than St. Juice to Wild Goose inside. Correct. That's that's the thing right there. So, um, so I think Wild Goose is actually done a really good job, really good. He's just he's done a fine job. He's he's not made any big plays, but he's not made any big mistakes, and that's more than can be said for that arrangement before William Jackson mm-hmm. III was out. And now he against Philadelphia, for example, <clears throat> excuse me, he had a hard time against AJ Brown. Right? Is that yeah AJ Brown in yeah. the slot? That's a tough matchup, but he's kind of evolved and grown and. There was a shot against the uh, the Bears where he was in better phase with a worse receiver and and makes a play or makes it a tough catch and so level of competition is always going to be a thing for him but that's the thing with most nickels in the NFL right they're always going to have a challenge that's why they're the nickel they're playing the hardest coverage position on the field you have to fit runs you have to guard slot corners you have to guard number one corners and or one receiver excuse me so I think he's done fine I think he'll continue to do fine and I think they've you know, they found it's interesting. The guys that have been very impactful to this defense's resurgence recently are guys like John Ridgeway and Wild Goose. And it's not that they're doing anything exceptional, but they've allowed people like for in Ridgeway's case, Allen and Payne to move to their more natural positions. And in Wild Goose's case, it's allowed Benjamin St. Juice to play outside more and get more snaps and be more impactful on the game. So um, it's funny how those additions and that depth become so significant. Yeah, the other thing I would ask on Wild Goose slash St. Juice slash Jackson Fuller, et cetera, is like, has the play calling changed? Like, were they trying to balance this idea that Jackson's a man corner? We have to get him some snaps in man and Fuller's his own corner. We have to do that. And now it's like St. Juice and Fuller match. 
so we can just call the things that we think are best? Like, has, has the defensive play calling changed at all uh, the last couple of weeks compared to where it was earlier in the uh, earlier in the season? That's a really good question. Um, my gut says no. I haven't like charted this or anything, so I don't know. But no. Um, and I think this is kind of a weird thing to say, but Benjamin St. Juice is probably more of a man corner anyway, right? But he's been able to adopt the rules and play in zone and do things that uh, William Jackson III was not able to do. And so I think there is an incentive still to call man because one of your corners is a very good man player, Benjamin St. Juice. Um, however, this is not a man defense. Nobody in the NFL runs man with any kind of regularity anymore. I think the highest percentage is like 37% right now through six games, and it's by like New England. And they were in the 60s last year. So everyone's coming back off this idea, and everyone's adopting this zone principle with match concepts. Green Bay is kind of one of the first ones that did it. Buffalo, and now every single team does it. Jack does it, right? They are That's the direction defenses are going. So for William Jackson III to say, I'm a man exclusively corner, you're basically saying there's no spot for you in the NFL at the moment. I think that's a little bit silly to say that because nobody's playing man with any kind of regularity. So, you know, are they calling anything different? No. Do they play man coverage? Yes. They like it on third and short, and that's where they call it. But outside of that, they're going to play, be playing, you know, some variation of quarters in the red zone. They sprinkle in some man, cover three, cover six when they're in the field, and they play match underneath. So it oftentimes looks like man, but, you know, you have to communicate. You have to understand concepts. And I think this group is just playing much more consistent, consistently Excuse me, um, under those coverage constraints. Uh, because I have this ability, I went ahead and looked it up. Uh, I should have had this ready before I asked the question, but I didn't know I was going to ask the question before the podcast. So according to Pro Football Focus and True Media, on first and second down, uh, the percentages have been fairly consistent, man versus zone, uh, throughout the season. Uh, from Jacksonville to Detroit, Philly, Dallas, Tennessee, Chicago, in that order, you have... A percent man, 28, 17, 38, 31, 23, 26. So they, they were a little bit heavier man, I guess, in Philly, Dallas. Um, they, they were, they're back to where they were those first two weeks of the season uh, in the 20s. And I mean, they were only 17% against Detroit. So that's on first and second down. You take that, you know, the down uh, part of it away. Uh, they definitely are playing a little bit more man, as you said, on third down. You add that back into it. It's somewhere between 25 and 35%. Um, and ironically against Chicago, that it was one of their highest of the season, but I think that has to, more to do with Chicago's receivers. They didn't think were that sure. good. Um, so it's like, yeah, we'll man up against you guys. Cause fields ain't going to beat us. Um, interesting choice against a scrambling quarterback, but that's a different, but that's they a different do, story. They do play more man in red zone situations. So if you look at Philly, mm. for example, they were in the red zone quite a bit. And if you look at Chicago, they were in the red zone more, more yeah, seemingly have, more, right? So I think that lot, that's so. another thing that you'll see when you're looking at those coverage breakdowns is situations will dictate pretty drastically um, coverage responses, right? So, for example, we were breaking down, you and I were breaking down the Detroit film, and week one, they were, they ran like something crazy, like 28% zero coverage snaps, which is ridiculous. That's an insane percentage. But then you go watch the film, and you see that, Every time they're inside the five, they play zero. And basically, mm. whoever they were playing week one, I forget who it was, Philadelphia was inside the five for like 17 or 20 snaps of the game. So obviously, that's going to really skew uh, skew those percentages. So I think also that's an important thing when you're looking at these breakdowns of coverages. 
Yeah, uh, I have the red zone numbers in front of me. Do you want just first and second down, or you want uh, just I mean, red zone in general? I'm just having fun talking percentages right now. All right, I know so we this got isn't, this is not great co- ponte, uh, podcast content, but who cares? Yeah, we can we can put some of this in a graphic if we want to. <laughs> uh, so whatever whatever you think is the best uh, actual percentage, I will I will try to get that in graphical form, and we can put that out there. But um, the last three weeks, uh, non red zone snaps, they are 27, 25, 28. Uh, percent man so 72 73 70 uh percent in uh zone and if you want to add the down uh you know variable to this of just first and second down where third down tends to get a little bit crazy uh you know you're 30 percent 23 percent only 18 percent uh last week so they definitely did play a lot more zone on first and second down outside the red zone last week and those percentages have been coming down a little bit um in the in the weeks that william jackson the third has been gone so um, you know, some of that, again, we can continue to go into exact yeah, situations, but right, on right. average, it has come down a little bit. Um, but again, that's also like you're playing Justin Fields. You're not going to yes. play a bunch of man coverage and let him run around. Correct. Third down might be a little bit different where you're blitzing and trying to heat him up. So, sure. um, but to answer the original question, Rashad Wild Goose first, first, uh, first day was rough when he had to play emergency duty when Jackson was ruled out on Sunday morning, uh, and, and whatever, <laughs> you know, the injury popped up on Saturday. But in the weeks he's gotten a better chance to prepare. Uh, certainly, he's been he's been pretty solid. Uh, so good job out of him to to not let that first outing bust his confidence and, and bounce back and play well. All right, uh, that's it for the pod this week. Great questions. Thanks for submitting them. We will certainly do more mailbags as the season goes on when the opportunity presents. On Friday, uh, we will dive into the Packers. I know Logan's been watching the film on them. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers in that offense? Can they can they bounce back or is he scared they're going to bounce back against this <laughs> commander's defense that has been playing very well uh, the last couple of weeks certainly uh, point production wise has been exceptional the last couple of weeks and then what does the offense look like against this green bay defense with heineke at the helm so we'll talk about that on friday make sure you're subscribed anywhere you are listening right now for the full podcast episode some clips will be up on youtube as well uh, just search Craig Hoffman, my channel on YouTube, and you can watch us talk there if that is something that is appealing to you. We'll see you on Friday. Thanks for watching slash listening here on Take Note.